And he may be willing to Photoshop stress off your face in one photo, but I guarantee you, if he were willing to do that for your entire wedding gallery, it would cost you thousands of dollars. I'm probably talking five digits here, guys. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. All right. Hello, everyone. I want to extend an extremely warm welcome to you and to my tiny little corner of this podcast world. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today and learning how to set your wedding photographer up for success and eliminating all of those obstacles and challenges that you didn't even know you were creating for your wedding photographer. I am so happy that you are here. If you are listening in real time, today is September the 13th. I want to let you know that yesterday I went out to the J Bar D Ranch. That's J Bar D Ranch. If you are familiar with cattle brands, J Bar D will look like a J hyphen D Ranch. Um, so that's J Bar D Ranch. This venue is in the Lake Hills Pipe Creek area which is northwest of San Antonio, and that's close to Bandera. Bandera is the cowboy capital of the world. This venue is owned by Gretchen and Mitch Dunlap, and I met them about, actually, about a year and a half ago, exactly to the date. We're about a, a, a week past a year and a half ago that I met them. This styled shoot was organized by Lizette from His Garden Flowers. And I just want to say that this uh, venue is so beautiful. It sets on top of a hill that overlooks the Texas Hill Country. And Gretchen and Mitch, when they first opened this venue, it was just a ceremony site. And now they have a bridal suite and a large, a really large covered reception area. And it's just beautiful. And I can't wait until we share these images with the rest of the world. And we're actually going to have a open house in October. So if you're local and you're uh, listening, uh, stay tuned for all the details about that. Uh, let's jump right into today's topic. I am going to give you 10 
of the easiest ways to screw up your wedding images. So these are everything. These are not the only things, but these are 10 things that you want to avoid so that you don't screw up your wedding images in these ways. So number one, and this is, this is early on in your wedding planning, how you can screw up your wedding images before your photographer even ever picks up their camera. And this is hiring your photographer based only on their price. So when you hire your wedding photographer, you don't just want to compare photographers against one another by how their wedding images look and what their packages are priced on. You actually want to compare your photographers based on their business legitimacy. Before I go into what those things might be, I want to say that once once you pick a handful of photographers based on their images and how those images appeal to you and whether or not you can imagine yourself in those photos, you want to know how legitimate of a business that photographer or those photographers are running. If they are not running a legitimate business, chances are you are not going to be treated as a legitimate client. So some things that you can look for in determining how legitimate of a business that photographer is running, you can ask if they are insured and you can ask for proof of that insurance you can do some research and see if they have a sales tax certificate, or you can just ask them to see a copy of that sales tax certificate. You know how you, when you walk into a restaurant and right near the front door, you see that sales tax certificate near the front door, ask your, your photographer, may I see a copy of your sales tax certificate by law? And this may vary from state to state or from country to country, but in Texas, Every single photographer doing business should have a sales tax certificate. If they do not, they are operating an illegal business, period. They should be giving you a written contract. You and your photographer should be signing an agreement which sets forth all of the expectations that you and them have for each other. When will you get your deliverables? When are you going to get your gallery? When are you going to get your album? What date is the photographer contracted to shoot for you? Where are they showing up to? What are the hours that they are working for you on? Is there a model release? There are so many things that should be covered in a contract. And if you're just operating on a handshake, there is so much that can go wrong and just innocently be misunderstood. So you want all of those terms laid out in a contract so that there's no misunderstanding. You want to make sure that your photographer has a website as opposed to just an Instagram account or a Facebook page. If they are involved in professional organizations or if they have professional certifications, this says a lot about their professionalism and their legitimacy. 
the time it takes for them to reply to your inquiry, did they respond within 12 hours or did it take them 12 days? That says a lot about their legitimacy. And then always ask for complete galleries from other weddings. That way you have a realistic expectation of what your gallery is going to look like and not just the highlight reel. All right, number two, the second easiest way that you can screw up your wedding day images is by trying to cram too much wedding day timeline into too little photography coverage time. For example, in your budget, you are only willing to allow six hours of photography coverage time, but you want getting ready photos all the way down to your grand exit, but you also want all the pretty little details photographed in between that. So your photographer is going to be spending the time that you've contracted them for running and gunning from timeline event to timeline event. But in order to really give your photographer the time they need, you want to give them a chance to notice the subtle details of your wedding day. These are the things that will really make your wedding day stand apart and look different and unique from other people's wedding days. You know, the way that your grandmother watches you as you're getting into your dress or the way that your mom nervously plays with her wedding wedding ring as you're reciting your vows or maybe your flower girl you know picks her nose a lot in the bridal suite or your ring bearer trying to explain what his switch is to your great grandpa these details these subtle details are what's going to make your wedding day different, the images from your wedding day different. You know, everyone has a bouquet. Everyone has an arch. Everyone has a cake. Everyone has an invitation. Everyone has a procession, a recession, a ceremony. But it's these details, the the in-between the time, the details, the transitional moments. These are what is going to make your wedding day different. And if you don't give your photographer enough time to capture those moments and get into that creative mindset and have enough time to look for those moments, you're not going to have those moments captured. Number three, hiring a photography team and a videography team who have completely opposite shooting methods. So in my mind, A photojournalistic wedding photographer is the best way to document your wedding. If you hire a truly, purely photojournalistic wedding photographer, there's not going to be any scripting, no directing on your wedding day. Your day is going to be your authentic memories and not memories of someone else telling you where to stand, what to do, where to look. They're not going to be laying out your day for you. They are going to let your day unfold naturally. So your video team should also be able to tell the story in this same photojournalistic way. But when you hire a photojournalistic photographer, 
but you hire a video team who doesn't work that way and they want to direct every move you make, it's like hiring oil and water to work together on your wedding day and it doesn't really mix. And oftentimes the photography team and the video team end up competing for creative control the entire day. And then your day doesn't get told properly by either company. So make sure that you hire a photo and video team that have the same methodology for telling your story. All right, number four. This is the fourth easiest way to screw up your wedding day images. Picking the wrong ceremony time. So picking an earlier ceremony time in the day because you want to party more, it's not necessarily the time of the day. It's actually more of the location and what the light will look like at that time that your ceremony is being held. I have photographed more than a few ceremonies that could have been so much more beautiful if they had just waited an hour or changed the direction of the altar. So you need to know what the light will look like on the exact day and the exact time or at least the exact season and the exact time of your wedding day. Seeing a ceremony site in February at 1030 in the morning is useless if your ceremony is in August at 6 p.m. And if you can't visit the ceremony site on the exact date and time, ask the venue manager to see images as close to your ceremony time and date as possible. You want to get a realistic expectation of what your images are going to look like so that you're not disappointed when you get that gallery link back from your photographer. All right, the fifth best way to really screw up your wedding day images is by letting people stay or by inviting them in the first place to be in your wedding party who are causing drama. The people in your wedding party who are not 110% on your side will cause you stress. And on your wedding day, especially if it's been lingering all through the wedding planning process, this stress will be seen on your face and your stress is going to be visible in your photos. Does that make sense? And I do not know a photographer in the entire world who can Photoshop stress off of your face. And I know a lot of world-renowned photographers. I know a lot of photographers who are Photoshop magicians. They have mastered Photoshop and they can create some really stunning, I mean, they, they can basically take a blank canvas in Photoshop and piece by piece construct an image from 
literally just pieces of photographs. Roger Tan comes to mind. I've seen some incredible pieces of art that he has made. And he may be willing to Photoshop stress off your face in one photo, but I guarantee you, if he were willing to do that for your entire wedding gallery, it would cost you thousands of dollars. I'm probably talking five digits here, guys. So in regard to your wedding party, if people are not 100% on your side, if they are causing you any undue stress, get rid of them, fire them. Or if you have any inkling beforehand, before you even invite them, that they are just a little bit jealous, if they love to be the center of attention, if there has been any disagreements in the past, any kind of conflict, tension, drama, just save yourself and don't invite them to this party. You know, let them be a guest at your wedding. They don't necessarily have to be in your wedding party. All right, guys, if you are loving this episode, I would love for you to please share a screenshot from wherever it is that you're listening and share that to your Instagram story. You can tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. Help me grow this podcast audience. I can't tell you how much I would appreciate that. All right, let's get on with it. Let's go to number six. This is the sixth easiest way to screw up your wedding day images. And this happens almost at every wedding I shoot. Letting your entire bride tribe watch the first look. I know they're curious. I know they want to see the sweet and tender moment. But this should be a very intimate moment for you and your soon-to-be brand new spouse. Think about it, guys. You're not going to invite the wedding party to your wedding bed too, are you? Like back in the king and queen castle days when there had to be a witness to the consummation of your marriage? You're Hell nah. No. So why would we invite them to the first look? Even if they're only peeking through the curtains, you know, you know they're there. You know that they're watching. And what if your partner sees the curtain moving? You know, then they're going to have an inclination that someone is watching. And when you know they're there and your partner might suspect that they're there, no one is going to be acting like their real self. No one is going to be acting 100% authentic. And if, if y'all know that there are seven bridesmaids staring at this taking place through the window or peering at them from just behind the brush line, it's not going to be as special as it can be. And if you were going to cry or if he was going to cry or pick you up off your feet, you just decrease the chances for that happening exponentially. So let the moment be private. Let it be real. It's already awkward enough to get genuine emotion with the photo and the video team there. So let your wedding party see the images. They don't have to witness it in person. Okay? Number seven, hiring a DJ who uses laser lights during your first dance, bouquet toss, and or garter toss. Any DJ 
worth the money they are charging you should know to turn off their lights during these key moments. I would say that a DJ who mostly DJs in the club, who doesn't have a lot of wedding day experience, these are probably the biggest committers of this offense. The DJ should know that their laser lights are only for the epic dancing parts of the reception. Sometimes my off-camera flash can overpower their lasers, and sometimes they can't. It just depends on how much ambient light I've decided to let into the image and how much flash I'm using and how strong they're blasting their lasers. These lasers are fine for the party picks. But again, no amount of money is going to entice me to Photoshop laser lights off of your face or your dress. And a DJ, just again, a DJ should not, N-O-T, should not be using laser lights during key moments of your reception. Number eight, not getting out on the dance floor. That's you. That's directed to you, the couple. There's not going to be much dancing if you're not out on the dance floor. Truth be told, most of your guests want to be near you on your wedding day and night. So if you're not out there tearing up the dance floor, neither will they be. If you're outside smoking, in the bathroom barfing, or at your seat because your feet hurt, Most of your guests will not be interested in dancing. It takes effort to dance, guys. If you're not out there, they're just going to want to sit back in their seat, throw back a couple of drinks, people watch, talk with the people at their table, or even leave. So if you're not out there, neither will they be. But if The dance floor images, if those are the kinds of images that you want from your wedding day, then you're going to have to set the example. And referring back to reason number seven, this is when the DJ should be blasting those laser lights on full blast. Turn it up to 10, DJ. All right. Number nine, having an ending to your wedding day, especially If you're going to design an album, you need a final chapter, an ending to your printed story. In the wedding world, this can be a sparkler exit, a last dance, or just you leaving in a getaway car. The end of the album makes no sense and there's no end to your story if it's just more dancing images. Make the ending, even if it's just a fake one, have an ending to the story. All right. And here is number 10, guys. This is probably the best tip out of the whole podcast episode. Overreacting to any minuscule mishap on your wedding day, even though you've probably been dreaming of the most absolute perfect wedding day since you were a teeny tiny person. I'm going to be frank with you. There is no perfect wedding day. It doesn't exist. It's a purple unicorn, guys. Something is always going to be a little off. 
The florist's delivery might be one bouquet short. Uh, Your cake delivery might be an hour late. Everyone's tuxes might come in except the groom's. Your mom might forget the wedding rings at the house in Tampa and you're getting married in the Barbados or your hair and makeup team might contract for the wrong wedding date and not show up at all. Yes, some of these examples aren't minuscule at all, but my point is there is no perfect wedding day and there's all kinds of ways to screw it up. When you are aware about the screw-ups, you will react negatively and it will show on your face. But here is a pro tip for you. Hire an experienced wedding planner to take care of all of these problems for you and you'll never know they happened until the day after your wedding. Then you can screw up your face with all the stress and anxiety and worry you want because your photographer's not there to photograph it. Without having to deal with all of those negative emotions, your face won't be screwed up for your photos. True story, guys. Let the planner deal with all that. And if you can't, like if the planner is seriously and honestly just not in your budget, then let... Let anything that goes wrong on your wedding day roll off your back. Just accept it for what it is, pivot, and let it roll off your back. That's it, guys. Those are the 10 easiest ways to screw up your wedding day images. I would love if you would share this podcast with someone else. There are no big businesses backing me. And I don't have any advertising dollars going into growing this podcast. So I need your grassroots help. It's only going to grow if listeners like you help me by sharing on your Instagram stories. You can also subscribe and or leave a review from wherever you're listening. I would appreciate that. I would be grateful for just whatever kind of help that you're willing to give me. If you want to know more about my book, this podcast, or my wedding photography, you can log on to completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. All the links to all these things are in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you have the most delightful day ever. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.